Welcome back to another episode of Viper Bites. We are on to week two. We got some Thursday night football action coming to you. Washington, New York Giants. Here we go. Is it just me or does this seem a bit of a letdown? You know, we just had a fantastic Monday night football game. The Raiders, the Ravens. Did the Raiders win? Did they lose? Did they win again? Yes, it's all correct. Now, and this is coming off of the first Thursday night football game that we really got excited about last week. Dallas versus Tampa Bay. What a show that was. You know, you had Dak slinging that ball around to Amari Cooper, to C.D. Lamb, Tom Brady giving the ball up to Antonio Brown, and Gronk, like we were talking about the Patriots of yesteryears. But we are now talking about Washington and the New York Giants. So let's get right into it right now while we can. Now, a couple of quick things here to talk about what we got to think about when we're talking about the Giants and the Washington football team is the fact that the Giants, you know what? They're not very good. Let's be honest. I'll call it the way it is. Um, I have a lot of friends who are Giants fans, so uh, respect to you. Uh, I know what it feels like to have a team that's been struggling for years, so I definitely feel you right now. Now, the one ray of hope that you can be holding on to this game right now is Daniel Jones is 4-0 against the Washington Football Club. And the last time that they played, Daniel Jones threw for 267 yards, rushed for another 27. But they didn't score a whole heck of a lot. They only scored 13 points. Now, a little bit more insight into the numbers here that we're looking at. Uh, we call this predictive analysis the first couple of weeks, trying to get an idea of what's going on, what kind of trends are going on. Uh you know what, we'll talk a little bit deeper about the personnel that the Giants were using, but 67% of the time they were passing. That was 11th amongst all teams in week one, where they only ran the ball 32.8%, give or take, which was 22nd. Now, a lot of that was due to the fact that uh, Saquon Barkley was on a bit of a snap count. A lot of that was about the game script and how that was going. They faced the Denver Broncos last week. So, you know what? We got to look at all this. And New York is one and four against the spread in the last five games. I think that spread right now is three and a half towards Washington. Now, let's talk a little bit more detail here about what we're dealing with when we're talking about the Giants. We'll get into Washington here in a little bit. But the Giants, you know, it comes down to Duke product. Daniel Jones and what he can do. He's been a turnover machine in his uh, early start of his career. I think he's committed about 40 turnovers in 28 games. Uh, the second the second fastest quarterback to accomplish 40 turnovers, second only to Mark Bulger to reach that number. Um, Saquon Barkley, week one, 10 carries, 26 yards, 2.6 yards per carry. Washington held the Chargers to 3.1 yards per carry last Sunday. And for Barkley going from a Sunday game to a Thursday game, short notice, expect that snap count to continue there. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. If he had more than 15 touches this game, I would be surprised. Um, a little bit further there into the quarterbacking here. Washington limited Justin Herbert to 337 yards and one passing touchdown uh, for 15.4 fantasy points. Uh, Jones. In the two games last year, he got uh, 324 yards, two passing touchdowns in those two games. So we're not I'm not expecting a whole lot of offensive fireworks come from the quarterback position for the New York Giants. Now, where I do like this team a little bit more is Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard is going to draw a tough, tougher assignment there. He's going to get Kendall Fuller in this matchup. Now, talk about Sterling Shepard. He led the Giants with nine targets with a that's a 24% share. Uh, of that with the seven catches 113 yards one receiving touchdown against the broncos last week 
You know, we talk about how good that Broncos secondary is, and they are legit. And I, I like Sterling Shepard. He's a fantastic player, very underrated, kind of like that unsung hero on your fantasy football squads. Now, he showed a little bit of a yak ability there on that 37-yard touchdown, and he's now posted a remarkable six catches in nine of the last 13 games uh, since 2020. He ran 65% of his snaps out of the slot last week, and what was effective for... The Chargers against the Washington Football Club was that Keenan Allen posted a total of nine receptions for 100 yards in that matchup. So there's definitely a chance for Sterling Shepard to have a good game here coming out of the slot. Now, Kenny Galladay, he's probably got the little bit of easier matchup there with Benjamin St. Just, long corner, rangy. He can play. Don't don't kid yourself. Don't sell uh, St. Just here short, but... Um, you know, early last week, it didn't look like he was really limited by that hamstring injury in that season opener. I think he ran 88% of the snaps of Jones's drops. Uh, he owned a 16% share as opposed to Sterling Shepard's 24. And when we look at that A dot, 16.3 yards um, came on that four of 65 receiving. He's kind of sliding into, if you want to compare that to last week, he's kind of sliding into that Mike Williams role where Mike Williams also went for eight receptions, 82 yards, and a touchdown, getting the 12 targets. So you can definitely attack these guys through the air, the Washington team through the air. We see Now, I'm not comparing Sterling Shepard and Kenny Galladay to Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, but I think that's something you can expect to kind of see that kind of moving forward in this matchup. Now, we talked about how the Giants took care of this. We talked about how heavy they were in the, the passing game there at 67%. Well, they ran 11 personnel 75% of the time. And of that 75% of the time, Daniel Jones threw the ball 80% on those opportunities. So, you know what? If they're in 11 personnel, which they were three-quarters of the time last week, there's an 80% chance that Jones is going to drop back and throw that ball up in the air. Now, is that because he trusts Sterling Shepard and Kenny Galladay in these receiving weapons? Eh, maybe. But I think that's more to say about uh, what you can expect out of Saquon Barkley and those that snap count that he's going to be definitely riding hard on this week. So, another matchup. We're going to flip this over to... The uh, Washington team, Washington is six and three against the spread in the last nine games. Uh, last year, Washington was seven and nine in 2020. Their wins came against Dallas twice, Philly twice, but not against the uh, opponent tonight. They did not get a single win against the New York football giants. Um, how did they do it last week? More of a balanced attack than what you've seen of the giants. 46% of their game plan came on the run. Or it came against, it came for the pass. Sorry, pardon me there, which was 31st in the league. So they're one of the fewest passing teams last week. And that might have something to do with Curtis Samuel being out. Curtis Samuel's probably not suiting up again tonight. I haven't checked the actual injury report yet. But they also ran the ball 52% of times, which was the second most, which says, you know what, Antonio Gibson, we believe in you. You're our bell cow. We'll talk about Antonio Gibson, what I how I feel about him going into this matchup in a little bit. Now this is the second matchup uh, last season. Washington, in the second matchup last season, Washington found a way to get to Daniel Jones. They sacked him five times. Chase Young was feeling it. Montez Sweat was getting at it. This, this is one of the more formidable defensive fronts in all the National Football League. Expect pressure to come again, which is going to make it more difficult to see that passing game, that short passing game from the Giants. They're going to really rely on that, especially with Barkley not being available or being limited. And Devontae Burkett not getting much run last week either, which was kind of a shocker considering everything. Um, the biggest news there 
is Ryan Fitzpatrick for the Washington Football Club. He is on the IR. Insert Taylor Heineke here. So Heineke, Heineke, Heineke. Here we are, where we're at. He got his first start last year, limited in the first game of the regular season against Carolina. Nothing really shocking there. But that second matchup against Tampa Bay in the in the playoffs, he played the eventual Super Bowl champs who had such a devastating pass rush. They gave Patrick Mahomes fits all game long. Heineke in that game, 26 of 44, 306 yards, a 59 uh Percent completion percentage, one touchdown, one interception. Heineke can get it done. And how do you do this all? We'll talk about Logan Thomas in a little bit, but there is that real connection between the two. Uh, in the first game there against Carolina, I think he saw nine targets against Tampa Bay, 12 targets. So you can look for that connection to be hooking up early and often in here. Now, last week when he came in and spelled Ryan Fitzpatrick after the hip injury, he went 11 for 15, 122 yards, 8.1 yards per attempt, and that one touchdown. He also threw in 17 yards rushing as well to show you that he could get it done on the ground. Now, when we take a look at the running game here, you know, Gibson averaged 4.5 yards per carry against the Chargers which is great. And the Giants, they gave up that huge run to Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon turned back the hands of time there a little bit, busted out a big 70-yard run. If you don't think Antonio Gibson has the ability to do that on any given play, I don't know what to tell you at this point right now. But look for Antonio Gibson to be able to bust out a big run here at some point in this game. Now, let's look a little bit more. Antonio Gibson played 65% of the snaps last week, handled uh, uh, the uh, 20 carries, 90 yards rushing, Three more receptions for 18 yards. He had five targets total. That's a 24% share of what we saw last week with uh, Heineke there and Fitzpatrick. Um, the Giants there going back to Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, 24 of 76 yards. It's a 3.2 yards per carry before that big run by Gordon. So they showed ability to stop, stop the run. But Gibson, you know, it's going to be, you know, this defense, I think the Giants is very underrated. And I think Gibson is going to come out here to play. This is going to be a fun matchup to watch here. Um, in the receiving game, Terry McLaren, he's going to draw James Bradbury, who's one of the better defenders in the league. Um, we want to talk about Terry McLaren has had all kinds of quarterbacks in his tenure there in Washington. Um, he's fun. He, he's, he caught all four of his targets there. He had a 19% uh, share in the target game there. And it all, it all came from Heineke. So we know that Heineke is looking for Terry McLaren. We know he's going to look for Logan Thomas. These are things that we know already going into this. Um, last year, McLaren posted a 14 for 189 and one receiving touchdown in two games versus the Giants. While he had one of his better games there, uh, six not one of his better games, but his game with Taylor Heineke there in the playoffs, he had six receptions for 75 yards in that game. So we know there's a rapport already built there between the two of them, between Heineke we know that Terry McLaurin's had success versus the Giants. You put the two together. I would expect a good week here from uh, Terry McLaurin once again. We'll talk about where I see everyone shaking out here shortly. Logan Thomas, you know what? I just told you, nine targets against Carolina with Heineke there. 12 targets in the playoff game with Tampa Bay. You know he's going to be looked to often as a security blanket for the young quarterback. Now, he caught an 11-yard touchdown to salvage his week one. Uh, he caught all three of his targets there for 30 yards. He's now posted double-digit fantasy points in eight consecutive games, including the playoffs, with four touchdowns in that period of time. Denver's tight ends combined for, uh, I think it was about 
10 for 85 and one receiving. So we kind of look at this. There's an opportunity there to get some points. We saw how they were able to attack them last week, how the Giants and the Washington football club. So we know the Giants are able to attack Denver there and get some produce a little bit of uh, receptions and some yardage there. Then Logan Thomas should have no problem as well. Now, the guy to watch in this matchup for me, and we'll talk about it again, is Diami Brown. Uh, you know what? Not a good debut. I'll buy by stats and numbers you want to look at. Uh, he had just a negative two-yard catch last week, but he did have a catch. He also played 93% of the snaps and had four targets. That, that Those four targets puts him at that 19% target share. And I think we could expect that very similar again this week. I think that, that comfortable, he's comfortable in that system now. He's got another week under his belt. He's got a week of actual game action to kind of go with things. Look out for Diami Brown to big off a big uh, pass reception here in this matchup. Uh, KJ Hamler uh, attacked this Giants defense last week. Uh, three for 41. And uh, you know what? It's going to be fun. I think Diami Brown has that big play potential anytime he touches the ball. Now, as far as what, what you can start, what not to start today, you know, Daniel Jones, he kind of comes into that low-end quarterback too. You know, you're if you have to start him, you could start him in a super flex. If you're in a 2QB league, you're putting him in there, you're kind of tempering those expectations. And say with uh, Taylor Henneke here, you're going to be able to put him in as a QB2 or a super flex and hope for that upside because we've seen him in that playoff game against Tampa Bay have some success. And I think here's the thing. Once he gets in that lineup here to this week and he balls out like I think he's going to, Ryan Fitzpatrick might not have a job to come back to. He might have just got himself Wally Pipped or Drew Bledsoe or however you want to call it or whatever you want to look at it. I think Heineke may be the quarterback of the now and of the future for Washington until draft season starts. At running back, Barkley is no better than a flex. I'm sorry. Uh, you put the things all together. Short week, yeah, 2.6 yards per carry, uh, snap count. I've went on record here on Twitter earlier. I'd rather start a Kenneth Gainwell from the, for the Eagles this week than I would for Barkley. He's no more than a flex. And even at that, I'm probably, if I'm putting him in the flex position, I'm seeing what, what wide receivers I could put in there. Now, Gibson, on the other hand, low end, RB1. We've seen him have those 20 carries, those five targets. We know he's going to have the bell cow. He's going to be on the field. He's going to have plenty of opportunities against the New York Giants here. So make sure you get Gibson in there. Book it here now. Uh, Sterling Shepard, I'm higher on him more than most people. Let's be, I'll be honest here. Full disclosure. And you know what? I give him wide receiver two here. Five plus targets, 11 straight games, three straight 20 point fantasy, three straight games of 20 or more fantasy points. That is the second best streak behind only Christian McCaffrey's eight games. So you know Sterling Shepard is looking to ball out tonight and he's got that opportunity. He's got that tough coverage assignment like we mentioned earlier with Kendall Fuller. Now, on the flip side, Terry McLaurin, wide receiver two, tough draw versus Bradbury. Uh, he's going to have an opportunity to get free, but for all intents and purposes, you know what? You're putting him in your lineup. You're going to put him in as a wide receiver two, but temper those expectations a little bit. Could he bust one off? Absolutely. He's that good. But James Bradbury is no slouch himself for my uh, FFIDP people out there. They know uh, what James Bradbury can do. Kenny Galladay, wide receiver three, flex option as well. You're looking at him as a wide receiver three. You're like, okay, what can you do? We've seen what Mike Williams did in this matchup here last week. Maybe we could expect something very similar for Kenny Galladay. I would expect something around those lines that we mentioned that uh, give or take, say, seven receptions for 90 yards and probably, and let's throw a touchdown in there for Kenny Galladay. So you're going to get a very serviceable week out of him. 
Now, the, <laughs> Logan Thomas is the next wide receiver up, so to speak. We've seen that chemistry with Heineke. We've talked about his target share with Heineke in the lineup. Expect that to continue. Look for that security blanket to be there, especially in PPR. Logan Thomas is a tight end one this week, and he could challenge for the overall tight end one. We might have the best tight end matchup going forward here right off the get-go. As far as tight ends go for the Giants, don't even look at it. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, no. Caden uh, Smith, no. Evan Ingram is out, and that's exactly where you should leave that Giants tight end room tonight. Out. Now, of course, you know I'm going to put Diami Brown as a sleeper here. I think he's got the potential to bust out a big one. Uh, look for two big plays from Diami Brown. I'm, I'm going to put on my little uh, – my buddy there, Major Caldwell, will call myself – calls himself Major Domus right now. I'm going to put that little hat on there, maybe do a little uh, focusing here, a little predictive analysis. I think Diami Brown gets loose twice in this matchup for big yards. Uh, let's call it – Three receptions for 85 and a touchdown. That's how I'm looking at this matchup this week. And I think Washington covers. I think Washington's going to go in to this matchup knowing, hey, you know what? Daniel Jones has beat us four straight times. We got to get something right here. Let's get this pass rush going. This pass rush is going to get coming at them. It's coming out hard. They're not going to be able to slow down this pass rush because they're not going to be able to get that screen game going with no Saquon Barkley or him on a snap count here on that short turnaround. I think this is going to be one of those games that Washington takes – Big time. They're going to cover that three-and-a-half-point spread. And you are it's going to be fun to watch. It's football. We're happy to have football back. But you know what? After last Thursday night football, it's going to be a bit of a downer for us. So either way, you know what? Football's back. And this is our Thursday night football preview. New York Giants, Washington football team. Get ready for some football because we're about to kick it all off in week two in only a few minutes. Catch you next week. Bye.